Hello, and welcome to Sean IRL. That is Sean in real life. Uh, and my name is Sean. So the purpose of this uh, podcast, the reason why it started is because I really want to focus on speaking to different artists. Um, this will focus, what you're about to listen to and hear is an interview where I am speaking to Philip Livingston. We're sitting in his art studio at 52 O Street. This is in Washington, DC. Hopefully you enjoy uh, what we talk about and hopefully you are encouraged to go out there and look for examples of Philip's art. You can find out more about Philip by going to his website at Philip Livingston. That is P-H-I-L-I-P Livingston dot net. And there you will see some examples of his work. You will see the artist himself. Um, but please enjoy this interview. Again, here is Philip Livingston. I uh, went to yoga. Went to yoga. As <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I do that a couple of times a week to keep my head in shape okay. as well as my body. Okay. Um, but I work. I, I, I come to the studio with really one intention, which is just make something. Okay. You know, get it going. Okay. And um, and I, the work that I do is fairly physical. I make all the, the wood panels, for example, that I use. Wow. Uh, do pretty much, I do everything okay. uh, for, the, for the finished product, which involves some carpentry, but a lot of drawing and painting and a lot of walking around and thinking and uh, changing and erasing and starting over. Yeah. Um, I never really leave the, the work, even though I may only spend three hours a day in the studio. Um, these days I take photographs as I go, mm-hmm. and I, I take the, the, my iPhone home <laughs> and look at it at night okay. and uh, think about what I'm going to do the next day or what's wrong with the, the thing or how it's going, uh, whether I should feel good or bad or... Is is the iPhone um, the photography that's um, that leads to inspiration for for the artwork? No, it's really a tool. It's okay. a tool to uh, kind of keep track of of uh, where the work is going, which is uh, obviously something I haven't been doing all my life. This is a, a recent development for me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, before I was doing much more drawing and sketching than I do today. I'm not sure that's a good development or not. But it is, uh, I guess, an admission that uh, technology is there for whatever use we can put to it. I would say if, if the um, use of technology, so before we started, so I'll, I'll call this uh, pre-talk to the actual uh, questions. Okay. <laughs> um, but before, uh, when, when you and I were talking, I was telling you that, um, of course, for me, and being an IT guy, um, I do like technology, so maybe maybe it's not a bad thing. Do you, do you think it finds that it's been helping the art? Well, I mean, first of all, I've always used technology of some kind. Okay. Uh, I guess it depends how you define technology. Uh, it doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, have to be electronic technology. Yeah. Technology is whatever tools you use. Um, and I guess I started out as a kid using a hammer and screwdriver and stuff like that. I thought that was technology. And um, and then for a long time I was a sculptor and I was welding aluminum and I was using actually a very advanced uh, welding technique that uh, was kind of hard to master. And that was my technology for a period of about 20 years, 15 wow. years. Wow. Uh, as, as I look around uh, uh, your studio, will I see any of your 
welding or signing? No, no, I, I have. I stopped doing that uh, quite a while ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so let's let's officially um, start first, just to say that um, in, a quick introduction to those who are listening that uh, in this series um, we, we're actually sitting in your studio here um, mm-hmm. in Washington D.C. and uh, just to introduce, just to how we came about uh, meeting each other was from uh, 52 O Street um, Open House, right? right? And uh, when I walked into your studio, I w- to, to let you know, me, I was personally taken by um, the artwork that I'm seeing here hanging on your wall, and you actually just gave me uh, information that I did not have before because you were saying that you produce these panels that mm-hmm. the artwork's actually on. Right. Can I ask, actually ask you about that? What, why did you decide to, to do that? Um, here's the thing. As I said, I, I was, before I was doing what looks like painting around here, I yeah. was uh, a sculptor. Okay? okay, that's how I started my career. How, that was my first interest in art. Um, and it came from uh, a childhood of making stuff, uh, loving to use, uh, use wood and metal, whatever I could find. Um, and I just became a kind of a, a kid engineer, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. and and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be I wanted to be an engineer, build bridges or something like that. My parents are both artists, and so I sort of grew up around that and took it for granted. Like, oh, okay, that's so that's that's just what they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to school and um, and somehow got hooked on on doing art, and and it came I don't know. I was encouraged, let's say, by a, a, a teacher. Um, who made me think that I could I could be a sculptor, and uh, so that's what I did for for I don't know let's say the first half of my career. Okay. So that, okay, that's that's what twenty five years or so. Okay. Okay. And um, so I was a spatial artist in that sense. I was I was interested in in making uh, art that occupied three dimensions, um, mostly things that stand on the floor on the ground somehow. Uh, sometimes things that hang on the wall. And when I was, that all worked out pretty well. I had a, a, a okay career as a public artist for a while. I did yeah. some really, really large uh, art pieces for public places. Um, and I just somehow uh, lost interest <laughs> in that aspect. <laughs> I, was, I was always using color or whenever I could I was. And I was increasingly making things. I'm getting to your answer. Oh, no, no, it's fine. No, I, li- I, like <laughs> I just it. remember what the I like questions. The, I like the okay, we're getting there. So, <laughs> uh, so this is about my background of making stuff. That's right. Okay. That's right. So, um, I, I I started painting on these. I started using the wooden panels because uh, I found that I could shape them. I could make really, really big objects that didn't weigh a lot and weren't too expensive by using thin plywood that could be bent, okay, made okay. into big, big things. Um, I don't know why I was always into big. <laughs> so, yeah. um, That's good. No, I like it. I, I and think... so I had this material at hand. I, I, I learned about it from a woodworker who worked across the street from me in a studio that I had in Knoxville, Tennessee at the time. And um, I, I just, I, I, then I started painting on it. Okay. And first I was painting, I was forming the, 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 the panels so that they were, uh, they projected from the wall. They all hang, they hung on the wall, okay. Sometimes they hang from the ceiling, actually, now that I think of it. Sometimes they were freestanding. Um, anyway, so I started painting on these formed wood panels. 
Um, and I, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I started using figures, which I had never done before. Okay, as a sculptor, I was a rigorously abstract sculptor. Okay, everything I did was, uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, anyway, it was it was not figurative. Let's say right. that. So you wouldn't say you're not you're not sculpting a person, you're not sculpting a Correct. flower. This is right. More so, so they were expressions that. Um, expressions from your imagination, I guess. You yeah, and they yeah. were, I guess, uh, sort of architectural in reference. Okay. They they were a little bit formal, uh, but then they were also, I, I always, I often try to find uh, things that would be amusing, mm-hmm. not funny necessarily, but little jokes, kind of. Um, there are a few around here, too, I can talk about that later, but okay. <clears throat> anyway, so this is by way of saying I'm painting on wood panels because of the uh, momentum of several years of making stuff That's right. and gradually uh, finding that that material worked for me. And it's only in the last two years or so that I started um, letting them be flat. They yeah. look like canvases in yeah. that regard, but they're not. I like the wood to work on because it's, um, it's almost like paper. I mean, it is. Paper comes from wood. That's right. So it has that quality of um, it's firm, the wood that I use. It's very dense. <clears throat> it's um, it takes paint very well, but you can also draw on it with pencil and make it look almost like drawing on paper. Mm-hmm. So it's it has all that that flexibility. Okay, no, I, I like that. I actually think um, you taking us to that story was a very good way, good thing for us to do, um, because to me today, I mean, you weren't a part of this past conversation, but I was having a past conversation with uh, someone else, and we were talking about how. Uh, the things that you've done to the past, in the past, inform your present and continue to inform your sure. future. So sure, I, I see that. It's a it's a it's a lifelong process, in my opinion. That's right. I, I never look at any one thing and say, "Okay, that's me. That's it." Right. It's more likely than not, more often than not, it's a step to the next thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's for sure. Now, as I'm like sitting here and looking around your studio, I see, as you said. Um, some of these are flat, and this is my ignorance. I'm thinking canvas, but I, but when I now when I look at this, and you informed me of this, and anyone who's now going to look for your art, they're able to see something more is going on there, right? <laughs> Before this, we talked about um, cars, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm That's gonna, a good I'm connection. Gonna, Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring Work on it in that. here. <laughs> and what I, what I mean by and, and I'd mentioned to you. Um, and in, for any listeners here also, just, just want to um, have this be an introduction to also say that uh, we want to um, speak to artists of, of all, you know, different types, right? And, and I want to um, introduce the audience, you know, to you, Philip, to, to say, you know, to show what you do. Mm-hmm. But then what's also true is you will have artists who ha- also have other interests, other things that they're interested in. And so if anyone here is, is a painter or sculptor or photographer you know, they may also have uh, their interests that expand beyond this, right? And so the reason why I say I bring the cars into this thing is because a lot of times when you look at an automobile, people might just see the steering wheel, the uh, seats that they're sitting in, or just the sheet metal that's on top, but there's so much that's going on underneath, right? Maybe even there's some art that happened there, right, that can't be seen with the naked eye. But when I'm looking at your, I'll say the, the art that I see here in front of me, um, there's more going on there that I, I could not have known. 
there was more work that actually went into this because you actually created the medium that mm -hmm. you decided to then start creating on. And, and I think that's, uh, that makes it even more, more so you, right? I just, I just take it for granted. I'm, I'm such a builder that if I, if I had to stop doing that, I would feel, you kind, of, feel kind of lost. Like, wait, what, yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep making stuff. That's right. That's yeah. right. I get it. Yeah. Um, so this is a audio podcast um, to help our, our listeners know, uh, get, get eyeballs on your work. Um, I know you have a, a website. Um, what, mm -hmm. Like, what's, what's the website? It's philiplivingston.net. Okay. And when I was there, I also saw some, because uh, I, I looked um, on your website before coming here, and, and, I, and I saw examples of your work. Uh, you, you had mentioned that you had some uh, pieces of art that were hanging even, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, from the middle of the ceiling. Right, All right. right. So t tell us a little bit about that. And, and it's because I are. get impatient with gravity. Okay. And, and well, there's two reasons. One, that's one reason. I, I told you before that I, I was doing sculpture that always, pretty much always stands on the ground, so on and so forth. There are only two or three ways you can make something stand on the ground. Yeah. Right? You can have a leg or a couple of legs. That's right. Or it can be like a mountain and a rock just sits there. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, that's so predictable and so like boring after a while. Mm -hmm. um, and... So I've started hanging things. One reason I started, another reason I started hanging things, pardon me, is that I also worked as a set designer for dance companies. Um, for actually about three or four different dance companies over the years. And if you're doing something on the stage, one of the opportunities is you can hang things from the flies, okay. okay? You can have things go up and down. Interesting. Um, and it's like magic. It's yeah. <laughs> so, I found it uh, tremendously liberating and exciting. So that was one of the sources of my ideas of, of hanging stuff. The other was, as I said, just want to get, wanting to get away from the predictability of not only the things sit on the ground in a certain way, but if it's a physical structure and it has, let's say, two or three or however many different parts, things you want to show in relation to one another because that's the story you want to tell or it's the form you want to make, they have to be, if it's a sculpture, they have to be physically connected to one another. Right. And all of that physical stuff, whatever it is, is, is necessarily part of, the, part of the work. That's okay, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also a kind of a tyranny. You, yeah. uh, and the, and, and the, the, in contrast to that, if you can float things on invisible wires or whatever, mm -hmm. and, ha and sh tell your story uh, showing the different things you want the audience to to see and to connect to, uh, without all that other physical stuff, it's sort of great. So that was the, those are the, that's the, you know, the reasons I was I'm gonna, paying I'm gonna, stuff. I'm gonna put words in your mouth, because okay. when, when I hear you saying that, I hear you're allowing the creation to exist freely. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Uh, yeah, I like that. Okay. Cause, 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 well, I'm, yeah, glad, right. I'm glad you like it I, yeah, cause, no I do I, I think about that but yeah okay, okay. And the, the reason why I was thinking that because I was, I was looking at one of the images that you had online and uh, I think it, it, it was your artwork hanging from somewhere that also had a skylight and so I mm -hmm. wondered if and, I, and I'm, maybe I need to go back to the site maybe you remember where this installation is because I believe it was somewhere in the city um, it, you know at least 
Uh, I did. I actually did. I've uh, done a few that uh, hang in big atrium spaces under skylights, and I don't remember actually which ones are on the okay. <laughs> on the website to tell the truth. Okay, maybe in the course of this interview, I'll, okay. we'll come we'll come back to that, okay. and I'll, I'll uh, uh, pull it up. Okay, so I can see it. Um, so now you said something to me uh, going back to the um, last Saturday when we met. Mm -hmm. um, you said something to me that stuck out to me, and so I thought about it. Um, as I look, as I'm looking at these images, I'm seeing um, people on the wall. I'm seeing faces. Uh, you told me that a lot of your artwork comes from um, old family members. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what made you start doing that? What was the catalyst behind that? I'm gonna stop and have to think for a second here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was available, number one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, how I, how I got there. Um, I started doing work with, with human figures way before, I mean, quite a few years ago, and I was using models, actually. Um, and I don't know, I guess I just wanted to make it more personal. Um, I don't know how, I'm, honest to gosh, I don't know exactly <laughs> what the, the catalyst was. Okay. Um, but uh, maybe it's just getting older, <laughs> thinking about the past and my family. And uh, um, that's a tough one. Okay. So let me ask you this just, then. Does okay. the artwork that features models mm -hmm. versus the artwork that features your family members, is there, is there more of a connection to the one that has the family members? Okay. That's a great question. Here's, here's my... Uh, let's I can circle back now and maybe be more informative. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel that all these are fictions, okay? I'm not interested in, in portraits, even when the, the, the face is my own. There's one over there. Um, but rather creating, whether it's the models or, or my father or my mother or whatever, um, I'm not trying to tell their story. Uh, I don't know their stories. Understood. Uh, but I, but I would like to tell some story that um, that anyone can relate to, whether it's their mother or or somebody they never met. Mm -hmm. um, I, this past this past Saturday, bringing that up, there were some people standing in front of um, of a piece w which um, includes an image of my mother, as it happens, and I I'd overheard them saying, "Oh, that could be anybody," mm -hmm. you know, and and. I thought, yeah, okay, this is working. <laughs> um, it has the uh, the family ones uh, usually show something, an article of some clothing or something like that that places them in time, okay. different from from today. Mm -hmm. And I like that idea. Just um, I don't know, just because of the perspective mm -hmm. that it can give. Um, to sort of say, here, here's an image of someone from a different time, and um, it could be some ancestor of yours or of mine or, or nobody, or just a, a representative of a different time in, in history. Right. Um, and what's that all about? Um, I don't make a big thing of it, but I, it is about, about, again, it's sort of about distance, about my idea that I'm creating fictions, and so... Whatever the ingredients are, and there are always several ingredients, okay? If you look around, 
there's never a thing that's just one one figure or one anything. Uh, there are usually a, a, a group of things that are somehow placed there for you to, for the audience to um, make make something, make a story. Okay. Um, I'm interested in not so much providing a story. I have talked about that, but I but I but I want to retract and say that. <clears throat> um, I like to provide the ingredients for a story right. that the viewer can concoct out of his or her own experience and make it theirs. Okay. So right. it could be my mother, but it's not, that's not that's not the key thing. Be. That's right. It doesn't yeah. have to be the key yeah. key ingredient. I understand that, and I, and I think you. I just want to say I think you've done that um, successfully. I, I want to um, go back to the experience that we had um, when I stood in front of, um, one of your images, uh, but I remember it, I, it was hanging here in the corner. Okay. Um, it, it was of a lady, um, sitting, um, in a chair. She was clutching herself. Oh yeah. That's uh, behind that. It's over oh, there. that's right. Yeah. 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 It's still there. Okay. okay. She was like, she was clutching backwards and then a silhouetted figure. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And so there you had given, uh, the ingredients, you know, for this story, you know, of course, uh, for me, when I looked at looked at that image, um, because I like portraiture uh, as a photographer, I was um, caught up in uh, this uh, the subject's emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And looking at the silhouetted figure, and you know the story that I had I had given that piece of artwork was that she was looking at uh, the past, you know, to, to greater times, you know. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm so glad to have had also the opportunity to, to talk to you, you know, to figure, to find out that, you know, some of the people here also are figured, uh, are figures from your past mm -hmm. as far as um, your family members. Now, the story that I also added to that okay. um, was that, you know, because uh, in the photography realm, uh, so I'll say a, a photographer, w would you call yourself a painter or how, how would you, how would Boy, you call yourself? <laughs> My kids still call me a sculptor because growing up, that's not, that's what I was. They they, they haven't caught up. Okay. But um, I don't know. It's a, I, I'm sort of a hybrid. I, I like to just say artist, honest to gosh, because okay. I uh, painting and I don't know. Seems too limiting. It's 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 um, what I do is. I don't know. It's itself. Okay. It's hybrid. It okay. looks like painting. We'll, okay. we'll just say it's painting. No, no. I want to go. <laughs> I, I'll stick with your title. Um, from I'll say from a photographer to you, the artist. Okay. Um, and as, as I'm looking at your art, you know, I the story that I also added in was I like documenting, you know, my family. I mm -hmm. like documenting people. And, you know, you always hear that people say a picture is like capturing a moment in time. Yeah. And so I, I wondered. And so this was kind of part part of this question when I asked you, you know, um, before about how was this, what brought you to this, you know, mm -hmm. to start putting your family in here? Because then I imagine, well, as a photographer, if I'm like capturing scenes from time, it, it also seemed to me that you were now taking these photographs that mm -hmm. were already um, scenes captured in time and then expanding the story and maybe in a way um, reusing, you know, that art you know, in a way to oh, yeah. continue to oh, document yeah. your family. Right, right, right. The photographs that I use are, are not, uh, for the most part, uh, art photos. They're, they're like, like snapshot, snapshot type things yeah. in general, um, with a couple of exceptions. But, uh, and then the photographs that I took uh, of models are also not art photographs, I wouldn't say. It's like a, I'm just using a photography as a, as a tool. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, also because the way I worked with the models was 
I had some general ideas of what I was, I mean, I had some themes I was working on at the time. Um, and uh, I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to express that. And so it was a kind of a collaboration with the model. Of, well, let's try this. And, you know, you read a photographer, you know how that works. That's right. Um, but it wasn't, my intention was not make, to make gorgeous photographs, but, mm -hmm. but just to get some material that I could That's then right. transform uh, at a later, later date. Um, you know, just selecting from a big, big number of photographs. Oh, that, you know, that might work, that might work. Okay, all right. Let's, let's get to, so we touched on uh, Philip. Uh -huh. I, think, I think we were, you know, we, we've talked a lot about your work. Um, the, uh, I'm curious about the man behind it, right? So uh, you had mentioned that you went to school mm -hmm. and you, that's where you first had an opportunity to start becoming an artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you also mentioned that your parents uh, worked in architecture. Uh, they, my mother painted, and my okay. father. Uh, my, well, my parents were they, they went to art school. They mm -hmm. met at the Art Institute of Chicago. I see. They came. They each came from small towns in rural America, okay. Pennsylvania and Mississippi. Okay. Believe it or not, yeah. and I'm the product of that. Um, neither of them ever went back home after mm -hmm. they met in Chicago. It was during the Depression. They got married. And um, anyway, so... So they stayed in that city. Uh, let me go. What was it? Oh, so, okay. So yeah. <laughs> I had this... I grew up in this atmosphere. Their, their friends were uh, student, you know, people they knew from their student days. Okay. Um, their best friend was somebody I called Uncle Will, who was a, a painter who came to our house every Saturday. Okay. <laughs> he was like my third parent. Okay, that's good. And uh, <laughs> so there was this, that was the, that was the atmosphere, but nothing was ever, nothing was ever said to me about, oh, you could do this. Mm -hmm. uh, quite the contrary. Uh, my parents were hoping I would be, you know, go into business or something, <laughs> you know. So were you supposed to be an, an accountant or no, something? No, I don't know. They, 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 weren't, they weren't that heavy-handed, but, but it was very, very, very clear that I, was, I would need to make my own way. Okay. And um, they would help me with education, but, um, you know, I would have to, to find my own way, uh, which, no, that's, that's what parents should do. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but certainly never, no, when I, when I kind of got more and more interested in art, they got a little worried. Okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So did, when did they start seeing that? Would they have started seeing that in, in high school or would they have started seeing that? Well, the thing is they, you know, it's kind of, it's, you might say that, that it was sort of, they were speaking in both sides because on the one hand, they sent me to uh, classes at the Art Institute of Chicago okay. when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I was so lucky when I think back on it because... We lived in the, the first suburb to the north of Chicago. There was a train, elevated train, the L, mm -hmm. ran from where we are to downtown Chicago. And as a very young kid, I don't know the exact age, but anyway, I went on the train alone to okay. Saturday classes. It was yeah. perfectly okay. Yeah. And, Times um, are different now, aren't they? I know. I yeah. know. Um, so, but again, I just took that as, oh, okay, we do that. Uh, it was nice, and I, I learned stuff. I mean, I, I started drawing and got, you know, got better and better at that. Um, but my parents, I, I went to Brown University, and I think my parents thought I would get, well, I was going to get a liberal arts degree, but in what? Who knows? I wound up uh, getting a degree in art history. Okay. And uh, that was the closest thing I could do to art. They didn't have an art, uh, practice of art degree, but I did a lot of art. And I met there... Um, a teacher who 
was this charismatic guy who set me on my <laughs> path. <Okay>. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I, I, it was one of those things I wanted to be him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Terrible. So maybe, maybe Bad it's, idea. it's not terrible because uh, it's, it's very important to see, uh, see an example of someone, right? Yeah, it is. And, and it helps yeah. kind of inform, you know, your own path. So that's, that's quite, you know, quite normal. Happens quite a lot. Yeah. You know, people want to be football players because they see this, yeah. you know, it's such a grand, you know. Um, well, this guy, scale. I mean, he, he was this really <laughs> great looking guy. And he had, all oh, women loved him. And, and he was so cool. He dressed really well. And he was really a good artist. Yeah. Really good and funny he had, he had a tremendous sense of humor he's a bright guy and i just thought boy that's just that's that's how i want to be that's right and yeah. I, I did get over it it took me a long time actually and i and, and i later really thought that was not the best plan okay um and not and i was then a teacher for 35 years and i never 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 tried to be that kind of teacher because okay. uh, I did not think that was really doing a service. Okay. It was my own fault for, for falling for it too. Yeah. I mean, it was not his fault yeah. that yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the kind of role model that he was. But um, anyway, so where were we? We're well, yeah, <laughs> talking we're, about we're, how it got to be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're well on that path. We're, we're, we're still okay. there. Um, so you, you're in school, you have a charismatic teacher, mm -hmm. and you know it helps to pull you into this direction. So mm -hmm. to me, it's, uh, I'm, I'm hearing pieces of the puzzle that's coming together very well because you grew up in Chicago. And you also said in school you started sculpting, and you even sculpted, uh, a lot of your sculptures um, had something to do with architecture. Yes. And, and, you know, I've, I've been to Chicago only one time, uh, but I went there for a photography conference. Mm. And while I was there, even before I got there, you often hear that Chicago is the, one of the best cities to photograph yeah. or to get inspiration when it comes to that architecture. architecture right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. Yeah, so did you, did you, you have a chance to oh, I did. do some shooting? I did. Okay, I, of course, I had a. Um, I was there for. Mm, I'm trying to remember. I think four days. Okay. I was there, there for four days, and I had uh, three days worth of classes. And the way it was a, it, it, the conference itself is called Out of Chicago. Uh -huh. And the way it was set up is that you're not just stuck in a classroom. You're actually getting together with Good. other teachers, other yeah. instructors, and walking around the city. You're going right. to different locations yeah. in the city, yeah. taking photos. And you it was can't an lose. Awesome <laughs> <experience>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was an awesome yeah, experience. Yeah. I actually fell in love with the city. And, and I think I told you I'd been in Chicago before, but it was only um, in the summertime. I, I would not Very venture. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And it wasn't even war that war no, when I was there. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful city. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's a great place. I, do you find that the city um, inspires you uh, a lot or inspired your art? Yes, I'm okay. a city person for okay. sure. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, it does. Okay. And I, I can't put my finger on any one thing that, you know, it should, a city should have or not have, but uh, I just, I like the energy of people. Yeah. 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 An activity. It struck me, actually. It struck me very much in that uh, people there. So what I expected was I um, grew up um, very used to New York. And New York, um, of course, everyone talks about the New York Minute, right? Very fast city, high-paced. Yeah. Um, not to say Chicago is not. Now I was there on, um, I would say, semi-business because I'm taking these classes for photography. But, you know, this is something that I love. So, of course... You know, you're not going to have the same sort of feeling if you're having to, like, live and work in it. 
but the people there I thought were super friendly mm. even though you have these tall buildings and yeah. it is a major city I found that. right yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it has all the features of a proper city but then this it's not quite water. as not as New York well, not, not, not quite not as intense but that's what makes it which is okay that's what's yeah. endearing about it yeah. you know in in New yeah. York you feel that every space is taken up but oh, yeah. the city and in every Chicago sound is so noisy in New York. Yes. I hate that. That's right. That's yeah. right. The city of Chicago actually gives you a little bit of space. There's some places you can be quiet. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So when you were talking about being in okay, being in Chicago, being in that city, uh, in school you're honing your craft, you know, of art. Uh, maybe your parents are a little bit worried because you've chosen the path that's not uh, thought of as being just traditional stable path, but going the art artistic path. Uh, it got me thinking about what's happening uh, in the world today. Uh, and, and this is part of the reason why I'm excited to talk to you. And because there are a lot of people who have this desire, right, to be an artist, mm -hmm. but their parents have told them to mm -hmm. take something, like take less risk. Right. Of course. <laughs> That's the so, parental thing. I tried that on my kids, too. It didn't work at all, but... Yeah, no. Okay. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, so are, are your kids also um, taking the artistic Worse than me. <laughs> Worse than me. They're both musicians. Okay. They're, they, they, and they're 50, uh, 50 51 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, neither has ever had much of a real job, what the you know, normal world calls a job. They've mm -hmm. done... Uh, they, they both have computer skills and they've done IT work to support their art okay. work, among other things. And uh, they're, they're soldiering along. They're doing okay. But their life is one constant, uh, and this is I have two, uh, uh, search for, for the next gig. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're this constantly um, chasing, uh, you know, another chance to... to, to yeah be paid to do something so that's um that's a heck of a that's a that's, i had it i had a, such an easy my generation um i i got out of college just when universities around the country were growing like crazy mm -hmm. hiring all over the place and it was not hard to get a job in an art department which i did um right out of grad school and 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 my my fellow grad students at, at the University of Wisconsin, it was, uh, I don't think they all got jobs. Okay. Some of them got really nice jobs. Um, I went to Tennessee, mm -hmm. where I'd never been. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, I'll surprise my friends and go to Tennessee for a couple of years. <laughs> right. how, how, how 35 <laughs> years later, <laughs> I retired from that job. <laughs> okay. Okay. But... Um, I would say one thing uh, in my in in the defense of art school, not art school, but let's just say liberal arts education, is that theoretically at least it prepares you to be adaptable. Okay. It pre should prepare you to think and to uh, work uh, to adapt yourself to whatever life brings, as long as it's not you know war or something like that. Um, and I think that it did equip me to do things in, in Tennessee that I, first of all, didn't know I could do. Mm -hmm. uh, there were opportunities there, um, unlike New York, let's say. Well, New York is all about opportunity of a certain of kind. But, but there was a need in, in Knoxville in 1965. Okay. Okay. And I uh, found myself uh, 
getting into the community and uh, I did, um, you know, okay, here I am an artist and I'm working for the University of Tennessee. I'm like fresh out of grad school, I'm just married. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what do I know? Nothing. Yeah. But I... Sounds exciting. I, I, uh, I wound up in, the, in, in time working for a dance company, doing set design. I, I worked, I did the, all of the liturgical furniture for a synagogue. I'm not Jewish. Yeah. But the opportunity was there, and somehow they trusted me. Mm -hmm. And it was a three-year process of, and I did, and it was a lot of research and interacting with people, all kinds of skills I didn't even know I had. Mm -hmm. But I kind of, you know, it wasn't that hard. Um, but the learning process was incredible. So I guess my point is, to be prepared to learn all your life right. is the goal of education, whether it's art school or whatever. Um, and I think artists, I mean, I don't know if this is true. I, I felt that one opportunity that I could have as an artist, and I think my kids feel this way as well, is that you, can, <clears throat> you don't necessarily have to be confined to one little path. Yeah. Um, you can take your art sensibility, your creative abilities or whatever, your problem-solving abilities, right. communication, all of the things, whatever those, you know, we obviously have those in different, different levels, different degrees, right. but put them all together and, and make a life, make a, make it a sounds life. Like, it sounds like that you, we even see that, you know, within your art when, when we talk about the, the, the wood, you know, medium that you even paint on. I, I guess so, yeah, yeah, you could say that, right. Okay. All right. no, that's, I like that's that. a compliment. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> no, well, you, you brought, you're bringing it all together. It's, it's happening in real life. And it's also you know happening in, in the art that you're producing. And um, when I listen to you know what you were saying here about going to Tennessee and then having to be flexible and and having these different opportunities, it sounds like you did not take um, that sort of stable life that is prescribed for you, um, but you did take a life that seemed to have been fulfilling and, and things came into it that it you weren't fulfilling. planning. Right. But I, I, I mean, the well. thing is you have to grab it, but yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I have to go for it. Okay. But so yeah. the so artist has to always be ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the takeaway. <laughs> always, even until you're 90. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So I'm going to ask a very tough question. Probably one that I should, shouldn't even um, ask because it's like trying to pick your favorite um, child, right? <laughs> so I'm going to ask about the, the works of art that you have. Um, mm -hmm. Not saying, I don't want to ask, I know a lot of people would ask, well, what's your favorite one? But are there pieces? Because, you know, I, and I'm asking this from a standpoint of, I'm thinking about in, in photography, and I've heard many photographers say this, and um, hopefully photographers don't get mad at me for saying this, but I'm, I'm thinking that, I know it's not true that all we do is, is just uh, snap, uh, press a button, right? <laughs> you know, and I know that's not true. Uh, but we're always, I know I personally am always chasing um, the next image. Yes. Right? So is that also uh, true? Uh, totally. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you you don't, uh, and I know for me, I don't often pause long enough to consider whether what I've already created is my favorite. Like I will have a favorite for a moment, just because maybe it's the latest thing that I created. Yeah. I'm so oh happy yeah. With always what the happened. latest thing, or or the next <laughs> thing that you haven't quite done yet, but you know is going to be even better. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So do you find that to be true in, in all totally. of these mediums? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I go probably for long periods of time. I, first of all, let me say I, I'm fairly productive. Mm -hmm. I, I work kind of fast. I, I, I don't have a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to see I want to see the results. I want to see where it's going. I want to get it. I necessarily want to get it done, but I but I I want to get the next thing done, the next bit, the next part. And uh, that's why I, one reason I now take my take my iPhone home with me and look at the yeah. <laughs> photographs before I go to bed. Not the best way to get sleep, but um, because I just uh, I can't let go. It's okay. Right. I do, I do okay. something similar too. So yeah. So <laughs> then in that in that framework, then so uh, all these works are are each one is a step to the next thing. Well, wait, some of them <laughs> some of them need to have something on their own. Yeah. Right, and and yeah, I, they do. But it takes it takes kind of perspective. It takes time, I think, to um, uh, identify those guys. Okay. One uh, one thing that I do is I bring. You see a lot of work here, a lot of here, here right now. I also bring things home mm -hmm. uh, to live with. Okay. And so I have at, at at this moment from the current body of work, I have two or three pieces at home that I see. You know, in a different different situation outside of the studio, which actually is is kind of important because just I don't know context is context counts. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I can live with them in my in my home, I think that's okay. That's some kind of affirmation. Okay. And so I guess what I'm going to say is my favorites aren't here. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. That's okay. No. no, but they're. Let's see. I don't know because everything. I don't know. They they have their different goals in different pieces and so I could say to myself well I feel you know that I, I did that mm -hmm. and then but then is you know was that a good enough goal or was that really you know worthwhile um, and then I then I see things like, oh it's not quite right yeah. um, but I'm uh, I'm not afraid to um, to make changes to erase things and, and, okay. and redo Okay. Uh, in that case, it involves sanding, like using a sander and sand up the paint. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> you can only do that a couple of times with this material before you, you know, get get the wood too thin. Understood. But uh, yeah, you can do that. Okay. So you've actually have you ever had pieces of art that you've taken home to live in that environment for a few days and then felt that way about it? No. Needed to change. Okay. No. So these you you do know. So that far, day. I have not. Okay. Right. Okay. So we we talked about your past, bringing you here um, mm -hmm. to the present, being an artist. Um, any advice for the young person who wants to be an artist today? Do do you think they should uh, take that path, or should they just listen to the parents that's telling them to become an accountant per se? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I think I think I do think that in our culture, maybe from the beginning of time, I don't know. Uh, being an artist requires a certain independence of spirit, mm -hmm. a certain willingness to go a bit against society's expectations. Right. It doesn't mean you have to be a rebel. It doesn't have to mean you have to dress a certain way or just be obnoxious or whatever, but it does mean you have to be fairly sure of yourself. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not even the same thing as being sure of your talent. I did plenty of times and I thought, well, I'm not sure I got what I would like to have as a an artist, but 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 the thing that makes you makes it possible, I think, is is you just have to have 
and the ability to be independent. Okay. Yeah, and and yeah. You should be brave with your art. Brave. Whatever your message is, <laughs> right. bring it to the world. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. I, no, because it, it does. It's not a. It's not a thing that that is going to guarantee you a great um, amount of appreciation. Okay. Um. I mean, unless you're Taylor Swift or something like that. Yeah, yeah. understood. <laughs> Wow, this this kind of took my mind to a different place. Uh, than, now that you said that, because a lot of um, do you do you follow the uh, social media scene a lot? No. What's, okay. Okay. So, the, I was um, I'm a, I like to listen to podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And so on my way here, I was listening to a gentleman talk about uh, our society today and how we're becoming sort of porcelain soldiers, and uh, then so that the thought behind that is you know thin skin. Right. Um, so if you're so now let's bring that back to the artist. If you're producing something that people don't happen to like, mm-hmm. you know, would it affect you to now come off of your course and change something? So do do you, if since maybe you don't follow the social scene a lot, you, but you understand the concept is someone yeah. posting something they want to see a, mm-hmm. a lot of comment, engagement, and likes uh. on it, and if it doesn't get a like. Then right. they're they're more so pandering to the audience mm-hmm. and not so much what's coming from within. Well, I think it comes back to this idea of independence, not only from, you know, society and your parents or whatever the heck, but uh, from your peers, from, from whoever is going to judge you. And if you if you can't handle that, right. you're in the wrong area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah no. <laughs> but it's not, on the other hand, it's not wrong. It's not yeah. wrong to be influenced by those things. I mean, okay. if enough people say, oh, please, mm-hmm. then... You know, it's not it's it's not inappropriate to to rethink right. what you're doing, of course. Right, but if you go too far, then it sounds like we're in danger of not creating anything unique or new. I don't know about how important uniqueness is. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was just I was at the National Gallery a few weeks ago, and there's this wonderful exhibit of uh, Renaissance artist Verrocchio. Okay. So Verrocchio was painting in the 1400s, and um, his student was Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. <laughs> I've heard of that guy. Okay. And, and Leonardo worked in his workshop for 10 years, which is a long time to be an apprentice. Even in those days, it was, it was considered to be quite long. Like, why didn't he just go do his thing? He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good in the Verrocchio's workshop. Um, but they weren't... They weren't trying to do something unique necessarily. Mm. There was a body of thought. I mean, okay, they advanced perspective. It was a it was a, okay. It was a fantastic time in the history of art because there was ferment going on. It was the transition from medieval art to re- Renaissance art was incredible. Mm. Um, but even in that context, um, they would have. For example, somebody would do some hands of a saint or something, and everybody in the workshop liked that. The hands, they'd copy the damn things. Mm. From, they, had, they had projects galore all over the place, churches and, and noble, noble people and so on. They used the same hands here, right. <laughs> or the fruit, or the head, yes. or whatever. It was like a factory. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty, okay, pretty high-level high factory, but still. Um, so I don't know that I'm surprised in a way I, I thought that uniqueness was more like a 20th century <laughs> concept seriously okay. um, when I was um, 
you know, when I was in, in school, that was really important to find your own voice, your unique voice. I don't see that. Maybe I'm not. Are you saying that you don't see that? I don't that? see that as being so important anymore. Okay, okay. And I, but you, maybe you could but then see know now. more about it than I do because if you, like, you brought up social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that a force for uniqueness or is it a force for uh, similarity? I think... Or both. Now, I, I'm going to... So this is, of course, my opinion. But I, I think what I've seen with social media is you will have someone create something that maybe maybe it's not unique maybe it's not the first time it's been done but maybe someone did it in obscurity and it didn't get a chance to get the exposure okay so now so so someone else who has an audience brings brings it forth okay and that audience loves the work that he's created but then they now go on to sort of copy it or use it as inspiration Uh right and that and that happens a lot so you're seeing especially in a photography scene you get um there was a there was a period of time where um, the when it comes to the the dark parts of an image, the blacks were being brought up. So you know, images were had had this sort of faded look to mm-hmm. them, and that became very popular. So right. now every photographer yeah, was putting that out yeah, there. And yeah, then there there, there yeah. are these other guys who edit the photos with uh, very punchy colors, right. you know, and then people <laughs> copy that. And, right. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think yes, uniqueness isn't. I think it's. I think people still value it, but I think that a lot of artists, um, and that's why I brought up the question I did before, because maybe they're chasing the likes. They see something that got that sort of engagement, and they right. want that engagement as well, right. uh, and, and so they want to try and recreate that look. Right. Well, I'm not part of that world, but I'm. A, a, have been part of a, a, a different world, which is just as problematic, if not more so, and that is the gallery mm-hmm. world, where, first of all, getting representation in the gallery is a big project. Mm-hmm. I've done it a, a few times, a couple of times, and I really, I should, should be doing it now because I, I'm without a gallery at the moment, um, but it's not something I want to do at all. Okay. But, and so, it's, there's like the... Uh, gatekeeper, if you will, uh, the, the the gallery owner or the director, or whatever, and then beyond that, it's that gallery's clientele. What are they like? Who's going to buy stuff? If you don't sell some stuff once you're in the gallery, then can you stay? Bye. <laughs> and right. uh, so that's a whole thing in itself, of which I've never had a clue how to have any control. Okay, I've just I've uh, been had a little bit of luck, and uh, but not a lot. You know, that's actually been a positive for social media. So Uh you use the term gatekeepers. And I think a lot of people that are um, actually very active on the social media scene have um, talked about a lot removing the gatekeeper. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because yeah. that that's a problem in sure. so many industries where yeah. it's a it's a small body or maybe right. even one person right. that's going to say okay or deny. Yeah. And and so many arts of work right. Right. don't get brought to yeah. but get the exposure that yeah. it actually deserves. Yeah. Got right. it. Yeah. So that's actually a positive that's happened today. A lot of people who would not have gotten that recognition. But then through. does that translate into a living for the artists? Sometimes. That's Sometimes. 
<laughs> well, that's what going back to advice. <laughs> get a day job. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I think, and that that was uh, sort of what was behind uh, the thought behind that question of you know what advice would you you give for young artists today? I think um, there are a lot of people who actually are um, making that breakthrough. You know, they they actually are have been successful. You know, because of social media and because of the attention, oh, and they know. have actually yeah. um, attracted um income you know right. because of that so it's right. it's there but now it's but it's not easy to do it is a job in, on onto itself yeah, and, and so. it, it has to be sure. treated as such yeah. yeah yeah all right so i think this is bringing us to to uh close to a conclusion um i do want to ask this question so just we were talking about this right before we started um recording and mm-hmm. it was about uh we talked about you being from chicago Mm-hmm. And now you're in DC, right? And the difference is, uh, uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, okay, I'm gonna. I don't want to get you in trouble. Right. I, I, I will back. I'll back up whatever you. <laughs> <laughs> Your no, you know, I find uh, I'm an urban person, and I find uh, that DC is uh, a very benign, uh, easy urban living. Okay. For me, yeah. uh, where I live anyway, and um, I it's it's fine. Okay. What can I say? Okay. I appreciate the uh, historic areas and the trees yeah. and the parks and uh, the fact that uh, I can get uh, out of town and, and see some nice landscape pretty easily, which is not the case in Chicago. Everything okay. around Chicago is like That's right. yeah. <laughs> so boring, so flat. That's you have good. to drive for days to get anywhere interesting. Okay. Um, so you know that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very major plus for the city. As a matter of fact, I I, I enjoy it. I, I've I've lived in I've lived like I said I lived in uh, Charlotte for a little bit, and mm-hmm. um, Charlotte wasn't enough. Did you go to city school there or what? I did not. I just uh, had a job opportunity out there that that I worked for a, a little while, and then I missed the city, and and, yeah. and and I came back here. I mean, there's a city in Charlotte, and it's it's growing. If you're used to a Chicago or if you're used to a New York or D.C., you may, like I was, might not be um, totally smitten by the city right away. Sure. And, um, but there are things about that city that I love. There are things about the city I love. And, you know, I'm not against entertaining it again one day, but I did miss D.C. And yeah. it, it does have these things that you say you can drive out to. You're not far from West Virginia. You're able to see these mountains right. and get inspiration you know, right. there as well. So. All right. Well, Philip, uh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate the time, and um, thank you for giving us uh, your background story and, and the information, and hopefully people will go to, again, where will they find you online? Cool. Philip, oh, uh, Philip, Lim- Philip Livingston.net, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you for joining us.